So, Spencer, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to catch uh, a catfish right now. Are you going after the big brown uglies, or are you going yep. after channel cats? Yep, going big or going home. And right now, uh, we're probably going to go home, but it's too nice out to not give it a try. It's pretty nice. We got we got like 75 degrees right now, but we got 40-mile-an-hour wind, so uh, maybe this was a good night for me to be actually sitting here talking to you. Yeah, it's 86 here, and the wind died down real nice. I actually brought my nice microphone in case I needed it if the wind was real bad. You're sounding uh, great. But uh, it it died down real nice. Like, oh, hey, that one got tapped. It's still going. Get him. Get him. (laughs) Oh, catch him. Oh, we have live action. It's at least a 14-inch channel cap. Oh, we got something? Oh, what, what's going on? What do you think it is? Striper? Oceanic striped bass? Is it a striper? It uh, it has. It's a white bass. It's a white bass. There it is. That's pretty good. Congratulations. Yep. No, he, re- no. he reeled how it in on my you, rod, too. How often are you eating those, uh, Spencer? As, as often as I can. Probably. Yeah, are they, are, how are they compared to walleye and crappie? <laughs> don't don't compare them to walleye and crappie, but they'll make a fish taco. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get it anymore. <laughs> I said keep him. No, you better throw them back and okay, put another I'm, one of them shiners out there. Yeah, I'm gonna start pounding on You ever yeah. use them for flathead bait, or you can't? Uh, I don't use them very often for flathead bait, but what I do is when I'm down in blue cat country, they are wonderful cut bait. Yeah, I know. And for channel cats too. Channel cats too. I like suckers for channel cats. They do good up here by us. Oh yeah, yeah, real yeah. good suckers and and cut chubs and stuff like that. Well, you know about all that. Why am I telling well, you? that? That's what we have out right now. We got one rod with a live sucker, two well, two rods with a live sucker. Then we got a couple with some cut suckers, and then he um, just threw that one out. Uh, that one ate a live shiner, like a small one, and then. Um, I bet he throws another one out with a shiner now. So are, are you still are you catching all your psychers, uh, suckers, or are you uh, actually purchasing some from the local bait shop? If I had to buy bait, I'd have to take out a loan. Probably. That's what I'm so. saying. The, the, the suckers I like to use, they're running close to 8 bucks out here. So oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they are about you, but that, it's getting out of hand. Can't, can't even get them. Like we do, and there's not a, they're not even really available. The suckers that we can get are four to six inches, and um, – they're probably they're anywhere from one to two bucks a piece. So I'll just go out and catch my own. Uh, you know, when when we when I cast nuts, some I can find some pretty big ones. It's those medium, like ten inch ones that I'm having a hard time finding. But sure, uh, I'll, I'll I'll throw a I'll throw a twelve to fourteen out there every now and then and see what happens. I've gotten hit a few times. I've never had anything take anything that large. So we're gonna try again this year, though. You should a fifteen pound flathead will eat one of them, man. No problem. <laughs> I think they're channel cats just messing with them, to be honest with you. They could be. They could yeah. be 100%. Do the same thing they do to all my green sunfish, which is horrible bad. But I can get those by the I can get those by the bucket full, so that's not that big a loss. Well, I take delivery on green sunfish. <laughs> if you lived closer, man, I'd be happy to deliver. I wouldn't have a problem with that whatsoever. My buddy James says to share the bait. I'm a firm believer. We got kind of a bait swap going here with all the local boys. You know how that goes, mm-hmm. right? I do. I do. Right, so I'd written some questions out here, but uh, I don't know how they're going to compare to our uh, uh, conversation already because I'm kind of getting into it. See, I was kind of worried we're going to get lost in this conversation when we started talking about flatheads and baits and stuff like that. But we'll try to keep to this uh, script for the people out in chat here. Um, I do want to say great video today. I'm kind of partial to crappies. And that's as far as I'm going to go. If you guys want to see his video, the link's down in the description. And I doubt there's anybody here that's not subscribed. Uh, and that's mega kudos to you great job but it was a cool video on crappie for breakfast is awesome man i uh i've never done that before and my dad is not a big fisherman but apparently it was good enough where he said we need to do that tomorrow and then we need to go catch more so i'll take that as a compliment i don't know about you but i like to make enough so there's some cold left in the fridge and i'll eat it right out of there the next day that's usually the way to go even a cold crappie and egg taco ain't so bad in the morning we had those intentions, and then we just yeah. ate them all. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> all right, so let's let's. I like kind of like going back to the to the beginning. I, I 
you know, I have my roots in fishing and how I got started and stuff. And I kind of like to learn about where other people got started. What are some, what are some, what are some of your earliest fishing memories or some of your fondest fishing memories from when you were a kid? Well, probably fish with my grandpa. I didn't have anybody in my family who was super big into fishing, but I always had somebody who'd take me, you know? So a lot of the figuring things out, um, in fishermen helped me out a ton. Like I just would read articles and books and watch videos all the time. But, uh, I always had somebody let me go out there and try my like little harebrained ideas. So I, my grandpa, he had a stroke when he was like 40, 42, something like that. And, uh, he would walk all the time because at that point, if you, if he didn't use it, he'd lose it type deal. Like the whole right side of his body didn't work very good. So, uh, he would go walking all the time and he walked miles and miles and I'd go walk with him and we'd just walk to a farm pond and go catch bass or bluegills or whatever. And, um, I always had an inclination to catfish, uh, mainly, well, I don't know if it was mainly cause in fishermen, but in fishermen definitely fueled it if it wasn't the reason. And, uh, we would get to walk to the creek every once in a while on a special occasion that was a little bit further and uh, fish for cats doing that. And uh, that just kind of stoked the fire, you know, like I was just kind of drawn to it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's just always been an addict, I guess. I, I can relate to that a lot of times. My, my grandfather's the one who taught me too, and he only had one leg, so he was kind of bad on his right side too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, he came over from Eastern Europe. He was a sailor, and, and uh, he was in charge of babysitting me when I was real, real little. So it was either fishing or I was on a drinking ginger ales at the corner tavern in the city. So it was one or the other. I was always hoping to go fishing. So, so you're either fishing or socializing. Pretty much. Playing the yeah. pickle machine over in the corner. Those are some of my fond memories, but he is a big carp and catfisherman, so sure. it was always corn and worms to begin with. I didn't really get into advanced tactics until later on in life, but uh, I was fortunate enough to have a neighbor named Mr. Zink who kind of introduced me to all of that stuff, so uh, he's long gone. Uh, so how does your family feel about your YouTube success? Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I, I hate, I don't hate it. Uh, when people talk about my success, success, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective, you know, like everybody who takes time to watch my videos, I really appreciate it. And I don't take it for granted and I don't look at it as a milestone. And I don't know, it just means a lot as far as how my family feels about it. They're like, oh, it's cool. People watch your videos and that's kind of the end of the conversation. And that's how I'd like it. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like to talk about myself, at least in, in that regard. Um, Honestly, I, I just enjoy the, the trash talking exchanges of conversation more than anything. So um, I don't know. I just get awkward with compliments or anything like that, I guess. No, I can relate to that. Do you, you have siblings. You have a brother, correct, and a sister, if I'm not mistaken? Um, I have one little big brother. And that's one it. little big brother? Yeah. He, uh, a little, he's younger than you, but he's bigger than you. Isn't that right? Is it on your videos? Okay, cool. I, uh, I'm the, I'm the runt in my family, man. And I'm, I don't know. My dad's about six, three and my brother's about six, five. And then I'm hanging out with the ogre over here. He's like six, eight. And won't even look at the camera. He's so scared. You want to uh, introduce him to everybody? Embarrass him? Yeah. Yep. That's Sam. Sam. What's up, Sam? Come How on. are you, sir? He's busy catching all the fish. One. One. Yeah, that's all of them. One is all of them. On your pole. Bill's in the mail. <laughs> no but, wonder uh, you're a wrestler if your brother and your father are that big. You had to keep up with them, right? Put you nope. Nobody wrestled my family. I'm, no? Nobody really well, fished. Nobody just, really wrestled. Not even, just, not even just horsing around, kicking your ass? Well, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That sibling stuff. So, No, I have uh, the big brother. The, the big brother... Um, not mentality, but kind of halo over my little brother. He could totally kick my ass, but he, he, I never let him know it from a young age on. So that's, I'm kind of in like, his head. That's yeah. You get in his head. You're still always the older brother. That's really, that's cool. right. Uh, so, um, what YouTubers do you, do you enjoy watching? Man, I wish I had time to watch more YouTube. Um, I kind of thought I do that is, might be your answer. You're a busy dude, man. I, um, we had some crappy weather this week and I was kind of bragging to Sam a little bit. I got after it. I edited five videos wow. this, in the last seven days. I felt, felt like a machine. I, 
here, Sam will appreciate this. I set a new PB. <laughs> I, edit, I edited a video in a, about two hours from when, when it was done rendering to when I hit export. It was two hours, and I felt pretty good about that one. Are you including you all the other stuff that goes with PB, it? Like you the, want to fire Spencer up. Say. What's that? Are you including like the thumbnail and all the other work that goes with it? Is that in the two hours? No, 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 no. That that would totally ruin me bragging about that. So I just want to say two hours and brag about it. Uh, Betty wants to know what's your favorite fish to eat. I'd be toss up between fried crappies and walleyes. Um, walleyes are easier to clean and get more meat, so I kind of partial, if nothing else, for that reason. And they're real mild and they taste like whatever you cook them in. But mm. then uh, in a real not very distant. Uh, second place would be flatheads. I love flatheads. Me and Sam were having a discussion about this earlier. It's like walleyes or flatheads. Sam says flatheads. I uh, um, remember seeing you on another podcast. It was the beer podcast um, with Grady and uh, Kit. Yep. And uh, you were talking about how um, a flathead, I kind of wanted to bring this up. Um, a flathead's not likely to get over 10 pounds, if I'm a, am I remember that correctly. Yeah, the I'm not likely one... to kill it if it's over 10 pounds. Okay, but the chances of, of a juvenile getting to be over 10 pounds is that, uh, uh, what, what, are we? Oh, talking? you're talking about like population dynamics? Yeah, probability of them getting bigger than 10 pounds, probability of them turning into a monster, what you know, with perdition. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna pick and choose which one you're gonna eat, um, I think you'd, I, this is totally uneducated opinion, um, but based off of the things I've learned, I think you'd be better off killing five 10 pounders than one 30 pounder because most of those 10 pounders are never going to see 30. Oh, we got some live action. Oh, go. you got him. You got him. Did it bury it? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not, it's skating in. So without giving out your spot, what uh, section of Iowa um, do you fish in most of the time when you're in your home waters? Mostly central Iowa. Central I'm, Iowa? I'm, I'm in the Des Moines area. In the Des Moines? Okay, cool. Yep. Is he gaining weight, Sam? Is he still on? Oh, yeah. We'll give Sam the solo screen here so everybody can look out. Can I assist? Probably not. <laughs> you need a good net man? Oh, there you figured it out. Oh, he's a giant. <laughs> Netman's preoccupied. <laughs> hey, we're putting fish in the boat hey, on the podcast. Go. Congratulations, Sam. Good job. That's actually a 20-pound channel cat, Sam. Just makes it look <laughs> Sam's got big hands, yeah. <laughs> I think I talked to you about it. We talked a little bit on, on one a comment on one of your videos about how, you know, when you got, like, big hands, fish look really small. So Oh, 100%. Yeah. 12-inch crappie look like bluegill in my hands, which is kind of I get bad. it, man. I get it. <laughs> I have a nice mix of friends. I have big ones and little ones, and then we can we can put people – or have people hold fish, so you know to maximize their potential. One of the guys I kind of cut my way, teeth on. Fish on this pool while I was oh, we have up. another one. Another one. I'm setting it back up. I got one <laughs> on my rod this time. I have a, a friend of mine that I kind of cut my teeth on flathead fishing at first, and he's uh, he's made out that He's going to hate me for saying this. I think he's like five six. Yeah. So we can take each pictures with each one of our fish, and they look totally different. We kind of did that for a prank a couple of times. But we joked about doing that. I have my buddy Seth. He's about five eight, probably one hundred and fifty, sixty pounds, and but he's strong, like strong as an ox. And we were talking about having Sam take a picture with the fish, and then having him take a picture with the fish, and just. uh laughing about how much different they'll look he kind of quit letting me do that when i started calling my action figure he didn't take too kindly to that is that a flathead no we have a flathead w wishful thinking not a bad channel cat have you gotten any flatheads yet this year uh, i caught one down south in march and felt spoiled oh my sucker's freaking out now too things are happening right now Oh. It's the witching hour. This is, it's prime time, right? It is. It is. 
we were talking a little bit uh, before the show. It's like now and after eight o'clock, at least around here, and then in the middle of the night, eleven o'clock. So weird how that works. Is it that weird? <laughs> I don't know. What, what's your uh, take on that? Why do you think that happens that way? No, we have no I think it, it varies based on conditions to a large degree, uh, time of year and whatnot. Moon phase, I think, plays a big part, but I, that's just me. I think amount of daylight has a lot to do with it, too. I can kind of tie it back to that. That's the only thing. Absolutely. Uh, so you had mentioned you had gone down south. What are some of your favorite places that you fished at so far? Oh, my favorite place is the Tennessee River, but I haven't been there for a couple of years. We made uh, the decision to head to Texas this spring break, and by we, I mean they let me make that decision, and um, we struggled. We we caught a few decent fish, but uh, then you see what happens on the Tennessee River, and it makes you feel like an idiot, but I don't know. We had fun. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, we go out, we go fishing, we have a good time, and what else can you ask for? I saw you guys came back through uh, Missouri too on that trip, and and uh, was it Sam that hooked into that uh, shovel note or no, no spoon bill? The spoon bill, that's it. Yep, Sam got one and Ryan got one, and then it was my turn, and we ran out of daylight, and that's just fine. I I used to live in Oklahoma when I was going to school down there and caught a lot of them, um, just because there's a lot of them down there. So, but these guys hadn't caught very many and the the ones on where we were at on uh lake of the ozarks they're just giants so they caught they're the ones they caught were bigger than any i've ever caught really i mean mm-hmm. i've caught hundreds of them and that's just because there's so many in oklahoma it's not that i'm an amazing spoonbill snagger or anything but uh i've only seen one or two around the 50 pound mark in the areas i'm fishing and the first two fish they caught were twin 50 pounders so that's just Lake, Lake of the Ozarks. There's giants. Lake of the Ozarks is a place I'm considering visiting, if not moving to someday, and get out of this urban setting here. Uh, I wanted to be outdoors. Man. So, uh, uh, when do you get your new boat, Spencer? Well, it was supposed to be here March 28th. And uh, every time I call, they say no updates. So I have no idea. <laughs> and you ordered that? I'm guessing you ordered that in the fall? I ordered it September 5th. So, yeah. Yeah, that's been a little while. Are it you hurts. anxious? Oh, I've been anxious. You got to put, you know, tell them at the dealership who you are. Maybe they'll give you a loner until then. They don't care who I am. They don't. And come on. I wouldn't even want their loner. I'd, I'd feel, I don't know. I'm not that special. You need me to make a call for you? I can pull yeah. some strings. <laughs> no, that's okay. But I appreciate the consideration. No, I'm fortunate. I got some some guiding trips booked. Uh, my mm-hmm. first trip is June 13th, and Sam's been gracious enough to say I can borrow his rig, which is uh, the same size. It just uh, won't have a jet, and that's pretty much the, the main difference. Sam's got a pretty nice Alumacraft 2072. It's got a 115 on it, and um, with the tilt and a little bit of uh, determination, we can get to places. So you got a jack plate on it. Uh, he doesn't, but uh, I, uh, I I have experience running shallow water because I know no difference, so I have that going for me. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty cool. So is that what you're on right now? We are on, yeah, we're on the Des Moines River right now. No, no, not the Des Moines. I mean the boat. I didn't want you to get Oh, it. no, no. Well, it, it's not, a, where we're at's not a secret. I ain't too worried about it. But, yeah, there's two main waterways in central Iowa, the Des Moines and the Raccoon River, but. We are not out in his in his big boat. He's he's got a boat hoarding issue. Um, we we we're out in one of his smaller rigs. That's better for running. Is the that small the camouflage? Water. Is that the camouflage one that I saw on that one trip video? Is that where you went to Texas on that last? Yeah, when we and stuff? when we were down south, uh, we were in his Alumacraft. The camo one would have been the Sea Arc. That would have been Jason's. That was Jason's. Okay. Yeah, Jason Schneiderhand. He's uh, runs the guide service SDL Catfishing, and he's nice enough to let me tag along with him every once in a while. He uh, he's got a, a Pro Cat 240 that we were in, on, on in Missouri. But when we were in when we were further south in Texas, we were on uh, the Sam's boat. He's got a 2072 Lumacraft uh, modified V MV. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those Lumacrafts. That's what I got my eye on, hopefully. They're good boats. I, I like how they have high sides, you know, like yep. 
Um, they don't have the super deep V on the front, or not super mm -hmm. deep, but they don't have the 15 degree front. They have the three, but with those high sides, they can handle handle some big water. And they're yeah, and just they, really good all around boats. Uh, what is that trophy or the competitor that's got that side by side seating in the front? I kind of really like that too. Not only for for crappie fishing, but it sure make a an old man like me throw a cast that a heck of a lot easier out of it, if you know what I mean. So I do know what you mean, and I'm not even an old man. I'm not even throwing. Maybe I want. Maybe I'll, I'll at least get a taco. If anything, I'm good at throwing those. Although I have been practicing. Next time we, uh, well, we're going to go on a trip this weekend uh, down south, the Blue Cat Country. I'm pretty stoked about it. Not too terribly far, but I'll be throwing the cast net quite a bit, and uh, Sam's going to be impressed. He doesn't even know it yet. Have you been practicing? Yeah, right in the backyard. That's I do it. I mean, <laughs> I can't look silly in front of my friends, man. That give me so much hell. Did you buy a big boy net finally? I have not bought a big boy net yet, Sam, but it's it's gonna happen. Palmetto Cats asks, so uh, will you retire the kayak when you get your boat? Absolutely not. There's a a bajillion times where a kayak is like the way if you want to catch fish, and I love boats. I, this will be my fourth boat. You know, I'm not a stranger to boats, um, but I have, I sold one kayak. I sold the kayak that I keep around for big water, I keep a kayak around for big water. Um, and with my boat, I don't think I'll need it quite as much, but uh, I kept my Creek kayak around. I have a new canoe frontier 10, which is very stable, but smaller, lightweight and uh, great for dragging up Creek banks. So I'll keep that around and, we just need water. Like if we don't get water, then uh, those creeks won't be as good. But uh, mm -hmm. there'll still be some other spots I hit in the kayaks because I, I mean, if we don't get water, then there'll be spots that don't get touched, and the kayak's the way to go. So I'll yeah. never get rid of the kayak. You're not kidding about dragging them kayaks up and down. I always remember that video of you and Denny dragging that those kayaks through the mud. Mm -hmm. that hell one yeah that looked even tiring i had a kayak for a little while i thought i was getting too old for, for it so i sold it and uh, turns out some 65 year old lady came and bought it from me that's hilarious that is kind of funny <laughs> i thought you'd get a kick out of that i, I do, I do. that was awesome so now she's got me thinking i want another kayak and i've been in new canoes and and and, and i've been in, in jackson's and stuff and maybe we'll get back in one but i, I want i want to get on a, that that bigger boat so bad. I'm considering getting a, a canoe. Keep I had one of those too. My, my wife would make me roll her butt around a lake and not do a darn thing. I offered to get her a kayak. She said no. So we still got, the, we don't have the canoe, but I mean, we don't have the kayak, but we still got the canoe. So there you go. Sure. Sure. <laughs> hey, everyone. Sorry about the interruption, but I need a few seconds of your time. As individual content creators, we can use all the support we can get. Your support is used for better equipment, a further reach, and everything else needed to create this podcast. Your support makes for a better audio experience, helps to grow the show, and get more guests. If you like the podcast, become a supporter today by using the link in the description. Thanks for your time and support. Now back to the show. The trolling motor on there. So whatever happened with the trolling motor on the, on the kayak that you had set up? Well, I kept breaking props on it because I'm hard on things. And then um, I actually just sold it a couple weeks ago and uh, to use it to buy more boat stuff. Speaking, now, although, of, boat, speaking of more boat stuff, you, you had mentioned and you did answer my question in one of your videos. You were going to go uh, with uh, Garmin for the electronics on your boat. Just the one unit or, or are you going to go all out? What, what are the plans for that? My plan was to uh, just get one unit, but when uh, I, I saved money and I held on to it, and then they went on sale. I was looking at getting an Echo Map 9. I just wanted one, mm -hmm. and then uh, they went on sale around Thanksgiving for almost half off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get one for the front one for the back. So back. I bought one for the front one for the back. Now, the one for the back, that seems like an interesting idea. I think even a live scope in the back could be kind of a cool idea to have. If if you were fishing in shallow rivers like we are, I know it's not that great in some of the deeper waters, but if you're fishing on the Fox or Des Moines, right? Uh, what's the average well, depth on that river you're on now in the Des Moines? I mean, you know, well, I, I guess maybe I don't know what the Fox is like. I've heard it's pretty consistent depth, but yeah. this river, I mean, we went through, we put the boat in in 25 feet of water, 
And then by we hit the time we hit the head of the hole, we were in six inches of water. Then we ran through four feet. Then we're back in about a foot and a half, two foot for a little while, down to six. And then we went through 30 feet. And then where we're sitting at right now, we're in about four feet. So it's kind of all over the place. You got those holes. So we're not that fortunate here. We're looking for one. We're looking for one foot of drop. I mean, fortunate is just in relation to how many fish you're catching. And right now, well, we're catching channel cats. You can't complain about that too much. And you got a wiper too. So there you go. Yep. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about walleyes. You do a lot of walleye fishing. Um, what do you recommend for a beginner walleye fisherman? How do you recommend they, they get, into it, get into the sport? What kind of tackle to start with? And maybe what kind of areas to, to fish at? Is it only a walleye? <laughs> that light works really good, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I think you can turn it off now. <laughs> it worked. Mm, um, I want to apologize to anybody with epilepsy in the chat. Yeah, no doubt. Ugh. You never know what you'll get with us, apparently. But uh, as far as beginning walleye fishing, uh, it's tough to beat a jig and a minnow. But the biggest thing is feel. I mean, putting casting out a uh, lead head and keeping it close enough to the bottom to put yourself in a chance to catch a fish but not get snagged all the time, that's a balance. And uh, that takes practice. So go out on the water and don't expect to be good at it for a year or two. And, and then after that, then get ready to beat your head against the wall, trying to get on walleyes consistently. That's what I run into in Iowa. Same thing here. I know guys who catch them out here, but I haven't had the, I haven't really chased after them too much. I'm too busy chasing flathead all summer long and I should probably get on them a little more in the winter, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I wouldn't even know what kind of equipment to get. What kind of rod and reel would you recommend? Uh, Weight-wise, size-wise, stuff like that. I'm I'm a big fan. I mean, it just depends on if you're boating or uh, on shore. I'm mostly on shore, and then I'll still probably use the same gear. But I I like a a medium light, seven-foot medium light, um, or you can bump up to a medium. But I think that's a little beefy for if you're throwing a jig and plastic or jig and live bait Mm -hmm. for walleyes. Uh, But I'm a big Fenwick fan. Oh, Oh, that almost looked real. We, we just got a little live action for a second. Um, and I do have a light if we do get live action. But, uh, well, you saw the light. Anyway, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Fenwick's HMGs, they're a really good uh, all-around rod for the money. They're they're 100 bucks, so they don't give them away. But what you get for 100 bucks is pretty solid. Is it a graphite rod? uh graphite and carbon wrapped so super sensitive the carbon graphite they're fairly fragile rods you know the more money you spend on a rod the more fragile they are generally speaking but uh the performance of the rod the feel mixed with the you know being able to toss a a lure good distance and the enjoyment of fighting a fish on a rod like that they're, they're pretty solid i i tell everybody that a ferrari is gonna break they're fun but mm-hmm. they're gonna break right they yep. cost a heck of a lot of money uh just a fishing chick wants to know what your favorite bait is what are we fishing for you could answer it with worms like i usually do when people ask me. <laughs> right that's the um, standard question standard answers if we're flyhead fishing uh the bait i use the most is probably sunfish or bullheads and if we're talking hybrids I'm a fan of uh, live shiners, live shad, and then for walleyes, it's tough to beat a jig and a shiner. Um, that's live bait if you're looking live bait, and then if we're talking walleyes, I I like uh, the bee fishing, moxies and pulsars, and then also drastic plastics, which is a smaller company startup. They make a paddle tail that in waters with shad in them as their primary forage. They're an excellent bait. Mm-hmm. And they also introduced a split tail plastic, drastic plastics did that uh, is great for white bass and great for hybrid stripers. What is it about those split tails, man? They're, they're, you tell me. I don't, I don't know. know. You know, I like paddle tails. They work all right. But for some reason, those split tails, they don't, they, it doesn't make sense that they'd work, but they really work. I don't know. Crappies love them. Uh, wipers love them. Mm-hmm. White bass love them. And large if mouth, I had to pick, small mouth, anything eats them. It's like one of them all you can eat baits. 
Thank you, Lyle. I appreciate it very much, sir, for your support. Um, tying jigs. I know you uh, you were using some hand ties. Those are bucktails, right? What kind of sizes are you? I just got into jig tying. I've been doing some of that stuff online. I've been really enjoying it. I, I figure I might as well start tying some walleye jigs for, for when I go out and start chasing them. What sure. Kind of size jigs are we talking about? How, how long a bucktail do we want to use? Um, I just like adding a lot of volume to them. It's, uh, to me, it's less about the length of the bucktail and more about the amount of hair you can tie onto them because the more hair, the slower the drop. And lots of times that's a bigger deal than anything else, but I'll tie them on anywhere from an eighth to all the way up to an ounce. And the reason I go up into the ounce is because on those smaller rivers or sorry, those spillways, you got to bomb a bait a long ways. And if you can bomb a one ounce bucktail and it's got a ton of hair on it and it drops slow yeah. or slower, you're going to be able to put your bait in front of fish and you're going to be able to work it more methodically. And when the water's cold, which is when I predominantly use them, a slower moving bait's kind of important. So I like to put a ton of hair on them and make them heavy so I can bomb them out their ways for big hybrids. You got a good supply of bucktail? Uh, yes. Uh, my old man, I'm not a big deer hunter, but my old man, he likes to go shotgun hunting and, uh, they, they group hunt and I get, you know, as many, as many deer tails as I could ever want. So I'm pretty fortunate in that, that regard. Good for you. So you're still, you're still making jigs, right? That was the question from Matt. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, the book experience, uh, what rig do you prefer while I blow a dam? Blow a dam? Just do the plastic. Um, you're going to lose a lot of them. So try to keep it cheap. If, uh, I had to only use one thing and I didn't have a, a whole lot of money to spend on it. I just use, a anywhere from a one sixteenth to, uh, probably a three eighth or maybe I'm never, I can't remember last time I had to throw a half ounce, but a one sixteenth to a three eight, three eighth ounce jig and, uh, a three or four inch twister tail on there and, you can do damage consistently and then you can experiment with other plastics. You, I mean, mo honestly though, most of the plastics catch the fishermen, not the fish. Yep. Absolutely. I know I've bought some, I've, I just ordered some, a blade bait from a fish USA that really caught my eye. I don't think it's going to work any better than any other blade bait I have, but man, that thing looks sleek as heck. Uh, yeah. Guilty. I work good through the ice. It, it probably will, so I don't know. I do pretty good with the blade baits and some deeper holes in this local lake I have here, but that's another thing. Um, sure. So, Wipers, you're chasing them a lot. You like them because they're, what, the best fighters you were saying, right? Oh, pound for pound, there's nothing better. I mean, I've caught true stripers, like down in Tennessee, and pound for pound, my money's on a hybrid. Oh, so the, the hybrids are better than the true stripers even. I would I would make that argument, and yeah, I haven't yeah. caught enough of them where my opinion probably carries much weight, but I've caught a few, and I, I'd sit down there and argue with somebody. It'd be fun. Have you been out, like, on the East Coast fishing for them when they're running? Not in the salt. No, the only ones I've ever caught have been in Oklahoma and Tennessee. Okay, those saltwater ones really piqued my interest, but that's a lot of work. I don't know if I want to – you're being a younger man, could probably do a lot better standing on those rocks all night than I probably could. So Maybe, but I'm broke, so that, that's yeah. the range in those things. <laughs> I, I can appreciate that, too. Watch salt. No, my buddy Sam, who's sitting across from me, was talking about doing that this summer, and he's like, hey, you should go. And I'm like, I, I have no money right now. <laughs> Not all of us are rich pressure washers. <laughs> it's pressure washers and welders, right? I got a couple of garbage men that got two and three boats. Right? That does help. Yeah, it does. Um, so, all right, since we're, you know, talking about trips and stuff that you haven't taken, is there any fish that you would, what's your dream fish? What, what's like the one fish that you really, really would like to get someday that, that that's really piqued your interest? Should I tell them, Sam? What? They're asking about the, the dream fish. Oh, I already know what it is. He, Sam knows what it is. I'm going to be fishing for him. I don't know if I want to tell you or not, though. That's just kind of a surprise. Okay. If you're going to do that, then that's fine. Um, He'll never I, guess it either. You will never guess it. I'm going to tell you. So I, I'm going to make like, you guess. Can I try to guess? Yes. Giant yes. Trevally? Nope. Okay. But you're that's not a long ways too. off. <laughs> A tuna, bluefin? 
Freshwater. Freshwater. Yep. You've caught gar before, right? Big oh, monster yeah. gar. I've never caught a gator gar, but it's not in the United States. Oh, you're gonna oh you're gonna go after Xander or Wells. Nope. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna quit making everybody listen to you guess, but uh <laughs> um I'm gonna go to Guyana in okay. September. Assuming assuming and the reason I, I'm was kind of apprehensive about sharing is because I'm waiting for like them to say no international travel or something along those lines. But uh, I'm going to go down the Essequibo, try to catch Paraiba. A Paraiba? Very cool. Yep. What's, yep. what's the other one? The tiger? Um... You got red, red tails. You got Paraiba. You got, uh, those are the two big ones. You got Jow. And there's a handful of other smaller ones that are really cool chase uh pyara which are the ones with the big fangs that's what it, i'm thinking about uh there's arapaima which are the ones that get really big those are in south america aren't they yep guyana's in south america oh geez. i'm thinking africa my bad yeah uh, my ge- my <laughs> geography is horrible well i hope that trip happens for you that'd be pretty cool it's, it's kind of a bad time to do it but no i mean you know what i mean it's kind of hard i know, to get out I know of what country. you mean i know yeah. what you mean um, so I hope that that happens for you. That sounds like a dream, dream vacation. I know it's, there's somebody here in chat, Lyle, who always wanted to catch a red tail. Um, don't they, didn't, uh, uh, in Fisherman just published an article about, uh, uh, Piraiba in, in Florida. Yeah. Well, Arapaima. Arapaima, Arapaima. Yeah. It was in one of those Florida canals. I wonder who put that in there. I don't know. Probably the same person put the red tails in there. Probably. Uh, or they get away. So you have any problems? Um, what did Sam say? <laughs> he said that's not my fantasy fish, but it is. No, no, you got a bigger goal in mind in the in state here. Oh, he's he's implying my fantasy fish is a fl- the state record flathead. No bullhead. Oh, I it was a bullhead. yeah, he that? called me out, bullhead. My state state record bullhead. I got a four pound nine ounce bullhead. But I'll concede this, that I would rather catch a 400-pound paraiba than a 4-pound, 9-ounce bullhead. Did you say you're trying to get a 4.9-ounce bullhead? Well, that that's kind of my, my dream. It's it's okay. kind of a joke, but kind of not. Like, I would love to catch a 4-pound, 9-ounce bullhead that would eclipse the Iowa state record. If, if bullhead got to 30 pounds, I don't think I'd get in the water. Oh, they're mean. I got they're one in an aquarium. Well, you might have watched that video. They're just ruthless when you feed them. That's part of the cool part. And what What do your kids say when you use the use them for bait? Um, your kids, your well, students, I should say. So last year I had one in the aquarium. The year before that, so last year was the first year. I changed districts last year, and then uh, so the bullhead that got used for bait. I didn't hear anything because I went to a different district. And then last year, COVID came around. And um, by the time I used the bait, there wasn't any. I mean, it was June and we'd been out of school for two months. So no kids cared. So this year, this year will be the ultimate test. And I told them, don't get attached to Tater because Tater came out of a bait tank and Tater's going back into a bait tank. Now, Now, you take some of those kids fishing once in a while, don't you? I used to. They uh they kind of ex nade the old uh the the whole field trip deal this year. But I used to take them out monthly. No we more fishing club. To, no more fishing club this year. No clubs at all. Uh, no field trips at all. They are reinstating field trips at the end of the year, and I'm scheming on what I'm going to do with the kids. So I'll take them out fishing uh, at least once this year, but not nearly as many times as I'd like to. When you take them out, what are you guys targeting? What are you taking them out to catch? Oh, a hundred percent. We're, we're catching bluegills. And then I take two or three of the bluegills and chop them up and then, uh, cast out some cat rods. And I tell the kids that whoever's closest to the fishing rod, if it goes down, you get it. And last two or three years we've got, or a few kids have caught their biggest catfish ever. And it just makes my day. Like that is cool. Ain't it as big as the fish are, their smiles are bigger. And, that's what it's all that that's that gets me all jacked up that's why i want to start guiding stuff like that very cool so tell us a little bit about your guide service um uh when is your first you mentioned your first guide trip starting june if i'm not if i remember correctly you have to forgive me yep i um june's booked up 
which I'm okay. super stoked to be able to say that. Like I couldn't ask for any more than that, honestly, to have the first month booked up. Uh, but I'm starting, I mean, I guess it's a half a month, but still it gets me all excited. But, uh, June 13th is my first trip. And then I got some opening dates in July and August and from there on out, but, uh, be running the river, uh, rivers of central Iowa, the Des Moines river, the Raccoon river, assuming there's enough water. And if there's not enough water, there's a handful of stretches that you can still get on that are always navigable. Um, I'll be running in a 2072 modified V jet tunnel. So it can run through some shallow stuff. And then on top of that, there's a handful of lakes and reservoirs in the area that have very targetable and very fun hybrid striper populations. So that's always an absolute blast bite. And uh, a part of the guide service I'd really like to start rolling because it's a consistent bite. Um, and it's just a whole lot of fun to hear, you know, medium action spinning rods, 2000 size spinning reels, and just drag singing the whole time. It's, it's a blast. That, that is a good time. I caught my first, believe it or not, I caught my, well, easy to believe. I caught my first bowfin this year on four-pound test and an ultralight reel. Or ultralight Gave you every rod. bit you wanted, I bet. Oh, it was fun as hell. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go back and do that again. It reminded me of salmon fishing on Lake Michigan up in Kenosha. You know, those big, like, they got 70-yard runs up there. It might not have been 70 yards, but on that little rod and reel, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty cool. I'm willing to do that again. I can imagine. I've I've never caught a salmon. That's a fish that's kind of on the list of things I want to try and catch. But uh, mainly because, like you said, they fight like crazy. There is something about like on a nine and a half foot medium rod with twelve or fourteen pound fluorocarbon, and and they they just run and run. As soon as you get under the wall, they just go right back to where you hooked into them. So they can break you know, your heart. Though a lot of the the channel catfishing I do up here. I've had a lot of comments on my YouTube videos about how it's reminiscent of uh, steelhead fishing um, or salmon fishing on a lot of the tributary streams. It that just makes river, me want to do it even more. That root river looks like a good time. I haven't had a chance to do any steelhead fishing up there, but once I get a bigger boat and I can handle getting out to the root river, cause you got to kind of cross out in front of um, the racine to get out there. We're definitely going to get out there and, and see what we can do. Um, Hopefully you beat them up. Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it'd be a first. It's one of my target fish for the next year or so. So, yeah, hi, next thing, you know, you should make a, well, you should, you're a busy man. So I say, if you ever get a chance to go out to racing and go for salmon, if it, it, it takes a while to get them. Um, it's a lot of work. It's like, you know, it's like fishing for musky cast after cast, unless you get at that, that one or two days you get in there early when they're still chrome. It's pretty good. Um, how'd your ice fishing season go this year? Started out really good and then petered off pretty dang quick. But we had that big Arctic blast that kind of slowed everything down. At least that's the excuse I'm going to throw out there. Uh, that's what I've been using. But, yeah, the beginning of the year was really good. I caught – I mean, I I haven't caught a ton of catfish through the ice, and I've caught more catfish through the ice this year than I had in all other years put together. But I don't know. I'm, I'm fairly new to the whole ice fishing thing. And uh, growing up, I didn't – like I said, I didn't have – like none of my family really fished a whole lot. So mm -hmm. that equated to not many of my family members ice fishing much. And I had a, a hand auger and a five gallon bucket and some wax worms. And if I was going to go ice fishing, it was sitting on a bucket in eight degree weather to catch things I'd usually use for bait. And that didn't sound too intriguing. But once I got a hut and electronics and you could go out there and try and target bigger fish, I don't know, it's pretty addicting. Uh, there's something about a, a, a bluegill in the middle of winter after you haven't fished for a month or two that doesn't seem so bad. Man, I, if I couldn't fish for a month or two, I'd go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, too. I'm coming up on like three weeks, so that's another story. Um, So let's talk. How about your podcast? I've been listening to your podcast. I really like it. Actually, last night I was listening to one, uh, with the one you had with Marlon Bates, or was that what his – is that his brother? Right there, right there. Oh, you got one? Uh, live action live live bait just got tagged oh it's still on there get him get him j-hook oh he whiffed him dang swing and a miss it was at least a 50 pounder <laughs> they always are uh, no that's on that, one. that uh no the boat started rocking or you could hear the feel the bite through the boat and we were looking i was looking at all the rods i couldn't figure out which one it was but um oh he bit it might have been a turtle <laughs> He, he took off everything but the head. Anyway, uh, Marlene Bates, 
uh, Nate. Uh, so Nick is just Nate's buddy. Okay. And I, and I mix him up all the time. Like, well, in the video, the video I posted, I was like, Nate. And he's like, Nick. And I'm like, oh, crap. But <laughs> I, had to, I had to include that, you know. Um, you guys seem like you had a good time together. Oh, I had a, I had a blast, and I think they did too. And um, we made some tentative plans to to go out and chase some fish once I got my boat, but I haven't got my boat, so I haven't reached back out. But they're a whole lot of fun, you know? Like, they're he just would, real down-to-earth dudes, and he, they literally just like making baits. Like, that's their thing, so. And he likes the muskies. He, has he caught a flathead or, like, a sizable flathead to change his life yet or no? <sighs> Man, I, I can't remember. I think he's caught. Oh, Sam, your other rod. It's getting tagged. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> um here we'll, we'll get this but yes he's he's caught flathead oh, oh he just popped off uh -huh. that was entertaining at least from my angle um oh light but yeah uh he's caught flatheads he's caught muskies i don't think he's caught a giant giant flathead to completely change his mind but he's very intrigued by the idea of chasing them on artificials, and I can't blame him because it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, but we need water if it's going to happen. Yeah. So have you have you gotten any have you had any luck chasing them with artificials? The uh, the only one I've caught this year uh, smoked a swim bait down south. I was hoping for some stripers or hybrids or white bass, and throwing a, a four inch swim bait, and uh, he tagged it, but. Uh, that's that's been it but it's not to that time generally speaking june's the month if we have water i wouldn't even know where to start i thought that'd be something cool to <laughs> we got damien in the house saying live action <laughs> uh, he says that all the time every time i hear that it reminds me of him he's a good dude um yeah i wouldn't even know where to start but maybe i just need to start so it's walleye fishing it really is <laughs> like the way i describe walleye fishing uh, big swim bait, like fishing it slow along the bottom, subtle movements, and when it gets eaten, it the the hit from them like rattles your soul. You know, <laughs> like they they open their mouth, they flare their gills, they create a vacuum, and the thump just is, is it, like nothing, nothing else out there. Is it a better the thump than when you're uh, bumping baits for blues? Oh, a hundred times. Really? It's not even not even comparable. You're going to make some people upset here in the chat. That's fine. I'll, I'll enjoy the discussion. <laughs> I don't doubt that you will. Kevin Baker just showed up. What's going on, Kevin? How are you? Uh, let's see what else we got here on my list of stuff. Um, so is Josh as fun as you think he would be to fish with? Uh, which Josh? Pig oh, Patrol? Josh Paper Joel. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I really appreciate about Josh 100% is that if you have watched one of his videos, you've met him because he is a hundred percent himself all the time. And yeah, uh, I didn't know what to expect when I first uh, went down to fish with him, but that's him, which is pretty cool. Lyle uh, disagrees with you. Why is that? I don't know. He just said bull butter. Oh, <laughs> he's like he likes bumping for blues apparently. Oh. So. well, blues hit hard, but it's 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 a different hit. Like they hit it and either you feel a tick or a little bump and they swim at you or um, they pull it down hard swimming the other way around where the flatheads, they don't move. They just suck the bait in and the thud that vibrates through the rod and pretty much vibrates through your entire body is totally 100% different. Like they're not even comparable to be quite honest. It's, it's, it's like the tick that you get when you're walleye fishing but you multiply that tick by a hundred. Like a massive crappie thump, maybe? Yes. Yes. That would be or the crappie by like a hundred thousand. All right. I can, I can kind of imagine that. So yeah. I uh, got some more questions here. Someone's telling me out down on Clinton Lake, they can get them like that. So cool. That is sweet. Jealous. So uh, when's your, where's your next destination for fishing? Uh, we're going to head down and hit the Mississippi here before too long. Yeah. 
Now, your buddy at STL, he fishes out of St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. I remember seeing him in a couple of videos. And if you, um, and then the winter, you'd had some videos on the power plant lakes. How'd you do? I saw you fish with uh, Epic, too. He's a, uh, somebody I talked to online quite a bit, too. He's a real good guy. Tim's a heck of a guy. Uh, what was that experience like? It was, um, how do I want to describe it? It was enlightening. Like, I just, just sitting there talking to them guys, I just learned a ton, you know? They're, uh, they're river guys at the core, and, I mean, I enjoy fishing lakes, but I like moving water the best. And just hearing them share stories about crap they've ran into when they've been out on the water, like fishing-related, non-fishing-related, everything else. Like, you learn a lot. You're entertained. It's just a good time. <laughs> like, that's the best way to describe it. There's so many people, so many fishermen like that, even here in the chat. So it, that that's all part of it for me. Um, Corey over at the Flatty Daddies is wondering what the water temperature is out there today. Uh, fifty something, but it just came out of the forties because it was really really cold this week. Still that cold, huh? Yeah, like it's eighty. It got up to eighty six today, but it was sixty yesterday, and I think Friday was low fifties and. It was in the 40s for highs all last week. All right, Part of the enjoyment of living in the Arctic. Yeah, pretty much in that Midwest. Um, so when 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 are you? Uh, what your flat? I'm guessing your flathead season starts like ours right about now, right? Or is it still a little early for you guys? Oh, it, we're we're weeks early right now. Weeks Generally early. speaking, the third or fourth week of May is kind of where it starts to get worth chasing them you know like where you feel like you got a real shot what's the earliest you've caught them at home we had a freak year i got one on april 1st uh actually i got four of them on april 1st on night crawlers below a spillway but that was a weird year 2011 or 12 where we had a really severe drought uh sam corrected me it was 12 and uh the water temp on april 1st was like 75 it was weird. But um, other than that, generally speaking, I don't know if I've had any other ones in the month of April. I have maybe two or three others in April. Like, we're, we're out here today, but it's a long shot. We just figured we'd give it a try anyway. Every now and then you get lucky, right? And I'd rather be lucky than good most days. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I play life in general. Well, Spencer, we're at 9 o'clock here. I really appreciate your time. Um, thanks for taking us fishing with you today. It was nice uh, meeting you, Sam. They said it was nice meeting you, Sam. Uh -huh. hey. He said, hey. hey. I never thought. <laughs> Me and him would get along probably great. Oh, 100%. I don't well, think Sam's ever met anyone he didn't get along with. I'm kind of the same way. Well, that wouldn't be true. There's a couple of people, but that's another story. Fair enough. All right. Thank you very much for uh, uh, coming on the show, Spencer. I appreciate it. Longtime fan. Make sure you guys subscribe to his channel if you already haven't. Uh, give his guide service a call. I have a link to his website in the description. Uh, and there are there's information on there how to book your services. Right, Spencer? Oh, uh, yep. You, you just uh, click the Book Your Adventure tab on my website. Book Your Adventure tab. Uh, go out and buy a bunch of whiskers. A whisker seeker stuff tell him spencer sent you and can you say hello to denny for me i will i talked to him today good he's a good man i like denny he was on one of the early he was late for my show and you actually included that in one of your videos i thought that was kind of funny yeah i enjoyed picking on him as well cool well thank you for your time thank you everybody for watching uh hold on a, se a second spencer i'm gonna say good night to everybody yeah everybody have a great night uh thanks for watching and we'll see you next monday night Bye bye